We now welcome the number two ranked UFC flyweight in the world, Joseph Benavides. Joe, thank you for the time today, sir. Thank you. We will take the first set of questions from Jay Anderson with Capeside Press. Hey, Joe, thanks very much for your time today. I always appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thank you. Not a problem. Now, uh, I wanted to start flat out with your uh, thoughts on the matchup here against Askar Askarov. I mean, you guys are two and three in the division, and he's obviously a hungry young guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's why I took the fight, you know. I mean, at this point, I think after my last title fight, I kind of, you know, came to the acceptance that was probably my last title fight. And that's kind of what I put in my mind. But for me, it's just, you know, I had some fight offers a little earlier and I wasn't loving it. Then when I finally decided, like, all right, this is a good time frame I want to fight in, you know, and take a good break and fall back in love with just training in the sport and the reality that, you know, it's maybe not for a title anymore. Well, still, what's the next best thing? Like, I'm still wanting to fight the best in the world. I don't want to, you know, go another route so that was the fight that that um motivated me for that reason that it was still a guy at the top he's never lost um number three in the world and just i've always been here even in between title fights fighting the best guys you know and like i said the, the title wasn't there so it's kind of like well the highest ranked guy is the next best thing for me and that's why i do it for that kind of challenge to fight the best and prove to myself that I can still compete with the best. So, you know, it was perfect recipe, a uh, great time um, as far as time off for health and all that stuff. And that that was it. So I'm just be excited to fight a guy in the top three still. You mentioned it a couple of times in your answer there. I mean, the title might not be there for you. Uh, was there ever a question where, or ever a point where you kind of doubted if you were going to continue where you said, you know, I've, I've gone as high as I can go. Maybe that's it. No. Um, no, I mean, obviously like in any, no matter what point you're at in your career, like coming off a loss, <laughs> you want to fight again, like immediately, you know? So like you want that short, memory of just like oh, I want to get that out of my mind so I knew I didn't want like my last fight to be my my last fight after but at the same time it took some time to kind of just motivate myself again knowing coming to the acceptance that like ah, oh, well now the next one's not going to necessarily be this so when I was getting fight offers it was more about like well why am I going to fight this just to you know squeeze in a fight before 2020 ends um, is it for this? Is it for that? Uh, I don't love the opponent. So I was honestly just taking my time, but obviously, like I said, like knowing I want to fight again and then through training, not for a fight, just realize like, oh, this is actually fun. You know, I'm enjoying it. And, um, like I said, I always wanted to get in. So no, after the last fight, there wasn't a, there was never a doubt because it was like, well, that's not like how things are ending <laughs> for me. So no, it was more about not having that thought, but the the thought of just, hey, well, can I have fun and enjoy doing this without that ghost of the title kind of looming like it has been my whole career? Like, can I do that and be motivated and be happy and be, you know, acceptant of a fighting, you know, 
just to fight, just to challenge myself, just, you know, because I love it. And through training, I've done that. And now here, here comes the fight. You've also got a lot of stuff going on outside of fighting. And I'm wondering how important that is to you in terms of that happiness that you mentioned. You've got the podcast with Megan now. You do the, the movie reviews. I actually saw you gave Drive a 10 out of 10, which is an awesome movie. Yes, that was my favorite movie of that month. Definitely. How important is having all that stuff as kind of a, a distraction to you? Oh, I mean, it's it's honestly everything. Like, it's just, it's insane. Um, I think as you get older, like, you have to, like with anybody, like, I think there's a point of obsession to succeed in anything. And, you know, you kind of have that, but then, you know, at the end of the day in your life, you need balance as well. And the longer I get through my career, the more I can balance things, you know what I mean? Because I put in this, you know, this, um, this part of the obsession part where it's like, I didn't care about anything when I first started fighting. Like, I didn't have a social life. Like, I remember moving to California and like, I feel like I, had, I didn't get laid in like a year and I didn't even care because I was just working and training and knowing I was going to succeed at something, um, you know, and just pretty much live in the gym all day. Um, and I, I'm sorry that came off kind of piggish, but like that is just, I think a good like um, sign to show you like, like you moved to California as a kid from New Mexico. Hey, I want to like try to get some girls as a young like fighter in California. But I'm like, I didn't care. Like I didn't like talk to a girl nonetheless do anything with them for like a year and I didn't even realize like it wasn't a thing I just didn't care um therefore it's kind of like the balance through time has gotten better and like so the last fight was very devastating as far as a loss and the and the first fight with Demetrius Johnson was a split decision loss and that was a little more devastating as far as getting over and when I look back at it the big reason is because when I lost that first fight against Demetrius Johnson like that was all I had was being a fighter right that was all like my whole self-worth relied on being the best being the champion and then all of a sudden like I wasn't and it didn't go my way and like no one's gonna love me like I'm only matter because like I'm a good fighter and I had nothing to fall back on, even though, you know, I had people in my life that loved me. And it took that loss to realize like, oh, like Megan was there for that. Um, my, my now wife and all my friends and my family were still there. But you know what I mean? Like you just have less of a balance. I had less of a balance when that happened, where now, like that was probably on paper, a harder loss and being my last title fight ever. But when you're secure and you feel worth in other parts of your life, you know, like it's very important to, for these downs that you will have in this sport and these hard times you do have in your professional life, you know, to have something that else that something else that make like, like I go home and I'm not the best fighter in the world, but like Megan thinks I'm the best husband ever. And even my dog thinks I'm like, I mean, he doesn't know any better. <laughs> Anyone that pets him, I'm sure he likes, but he thinks I'm the best, you know, um, dad ever. So it's just, 
it's just one of those things, you know, talking about the balance, like that's what we try to achieve. And you kind of only get it with time. And like I said, like the last loss was tough and the other one was tough. But when you, when you have, I think worth outside of it and stuff to fall on back on and established and kind of take the blow from you and with relationships and everything you've made, um, it definitely makes it a little easier. So that is one of the most important parts I think about having some stuff outside and then also just to get your mind off of shit, like the fight's coming, you're locked in a hotel, you're doing interviews, you're going to fight, you're going to warm up, um, you're going to answer questions about the fight. It's just to me important, like I'm looking at like plants to plant in my backyard and like watching movies all week. I might be doing like some tax stuff, but it's just important to have you know, other things to take your mind off and not just sit here and like, you know, overthink every single thing because the fight's coming and you know you're ready for it. Do you have a go-to? Long answer. There we go. Oh, I like it. Good stuff. I'm glad you found the balance too. You mentioned watching movies fight week. Do you have a go-to movie that you, you watch during fight week or? Um, not really. Like I honestly used to like watch like Rockies and fight movies more so. But once again, that was when, like, all I cared about was fighting. And look, Rocky won. Probably still one of my favorite movies ever. And boxing movies like Rocky and Raging Bull are probably two of my favorite movies ever. But it's, like, it, it's all about that balance again. For one, I've watched those movies, you know, upwards of 50 times each probably. And so fight week, it's, it's, it's one of those things like where you get the balance and it just becomes another day. So now I can watch a movie I'm going to cry at, you know, I try to watch a movie I want to cry at, you know, like have the do it. So it's more just about like, I just watch a movie I want to do. Like I'm going to watch this movie, Nomadland next. It's supposed, it's one of the best of 2020 titles just came out streaming probably watch that as my next movie. I have a ton of movies on the Showtime app that they have in the room that I can actually watch on the TV. So those used to be my go-to movies, but it's funny because it goes back to the last question of like, you also need something to take your mind off of fighting. So whether that be, you know, a comedy, a drama or something else, just something else, you know, that is going to feed like my interest as a person and not because at the end of the day, like, I'm going to fight, and that's what I'm doing all week long. So, you know, just I just watch. I just mix it up. Whatever movie I pretty much want to watch, I don't have a, a go-to um, right now. All right, last one for me. I mean, you said a few times now, you know, you feel like the last one was your last title fight, but do you hold out hope, you know, going into a fight with someone like Askar Askarov, who's, you know, ranked right below you in the division, that, hey, a big performance, maybe one after that, and I could sneak back in? Nah, I don't think about it. You know, if you guys do and anyone else does, you know, that's great and that's their job. But I kind of, like I said, it took me just taking this fight to come to an acceptance. So I'm not really like going back on that and putting all that, not pressure, but just that whole emphasis that I've had my whole career on like, when's the next title fight? What do you got to do for the next title fight? Because I've always been right there um so i've already had questions asked about it and that's great but in my mind i made the decision that was probably my last title fight 
uh, go out there and fight, and I take it fight by fight regardless. All right. Well, best of luck in the fight this weekend, Joe. Thank you. We will take the next set of questions from Stephen Morocco with MMA Fighting. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. I want to just well, touch on something that you said uh, briefly, um, reflecting on that fight with Davison. You said, well, that's the wrong way to end things. <laughs> what is the right way? Um, you know, the, I mean, the right way would obviously be like something that makes ESPN top 10 and this great head kick spinning knockout, like, you know, something like that. But like, that is the easy answer, but you don't really know, I think, because every fight is such a different adventure and it's so different. Like I've, I've lost fights and been proud of my performance and just know I didn't win. And I've won fights and been disappointed that I felt like I didn't perform. And I was still disappointed even though I won and I felt like I could have done better. So look, that's what's great about this sport. When I talk about chasing a ghost, like you always, the reason I lasted so long is because I always think my next fight's gonna be good, you know? And actually a director said that about his movie career and I just took it. Um, <laughs> Akira Kurosawa, I think, said that. But um, but I think that's such a such a, a great quote when I read it is like that's why I've lasted so long because I always think my next fight's gonna be good. And I always think, oh, I'm gonna fight how I think I can fight in my next fight. And you never really do. That's why you do it again and you can do it again and you do it again, but you keep that thought of like, I'm gonna be good this time. So with that being said, like, there's not really a perfect way to end it because it's always like, oh, my next one could be good. So I don't know. I think it would just it's it, it'll, it'll have to be a feeling that I probably can't explain. Like, I've dedicated my whole life to this. I can't say a perfect way to end it. Yeah, a perfect way to end it would be winning the title. We've established that maybe isn't going to happen. So it's like I can't really almost um, put like a worth or like a value on like how it should be. It would just have to be a feeling of like a mixture of things. Like how much did I enjoy this, this fight week? You know, how much did I enjoy the actual process of challenging myself and the warm up and the walkout and the weight cut and everything. And how good did the fight go? How pleased was I with that? Like, I think it kind of has to do a little bit with everything. So that's your question. Yeah, I don't think there's a perfect one and there never will be, but I know it wasn't the way my last fight went. On a slightly different topic, um, what's your reaction to the deal with Reebok coming to an end? Um, I don't really know the, I would, I would have to know the, the details of the next deal, I think, to discuss it because I was, I never disliked the Reebok um, partnership as a lot of people do. I think it was necessary for the sport. And I know a lot of people suffered um, as far as pay and sponsors go, but it was the necessary thing that had to happen. I think as far as locking down an outfitter and us having a cohesive look when we go out and not having condom depot and dude wipes and stuff on us. And it's kind of, um, I was never a big sponsor guy anyway. 
And I know most people's argument would be, oh, well, I'm losing so much money from sponsors. Like my sponsors wouldn't sponsor me anymore. And it's like, well, why wouldn't they sponsor anymore? They can still sponsor you. Did they want to sponsor you or did they just, you know, want the notoriety and, you know, to be in the cage, to be on a banner, to be to all these eyes. And I know that has a lot to do with it, marketing, but if they cared about you as an athlete, they would still continue to sponsor you, you know, just like any other brand does as far as um, marketing and advertisement um, does. Instagram might be stronger. So, um, you know, it's easy for me to say I, I started at the top of the P of the Reebok um, pay scale you know, with, with my fights and the way they've been in. And I don't know what the other, I don't know the details of the next one, how the money is, um, if they're fixing the complaints, if they're, you know, fixing any of the clothes. But I do know this, I would like to be eventually like some, I would like to work as somewhat of a liaison through um, like the middle of the UFC and the outfitting and be like the fighter with the opinions on kind of what it could be for, you know, stuff we can wear, stuff we get in our bag, how this, this, this and that should go um, as far as, as all that. Because I think there's a lot of things that were wrong. Like the things I didn't like about the Reebok deal weren't things other people don't like. Like people didn't like, oh, I'm getting less money. I hated that it was just plastered with UFC instead of Reebok. Like it wasn't a Reebok outfit. It was a UFC outfit. Um, I hated that everyone would just wear it all day and not wear whatever they want. Like you have to wear this all week and now you have a chance not to and you still wear it. So stuff like that. I just thought it looked a little too, you know, um, billboard kind of walking, talking billboard style. But that's something I would also like to do to contribute to the sport at the end of the day, you know, um, just be like, oh, can I maybe put in some intel and, you know, work in between and, you know, design even I think would be really cool in between the two, even though I'm sure it's another brand with another designer and everything. But there's some sweet spot in there I think I can I would like to help with. Thank you, Joe. And uh, also Nomadland was great. Oh, I'm watching it after these interviews. I'm telling you. You're going to cry. It's my next one. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Be ready. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, we'll let you get to it, Joe. That is all the time we had for you, sir. We appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, guys.